Welcome to the Mega Man's podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This is going to be episode 33, and this is going to be my life called Mega Man's Life Part 4. And um, if you heard part 1, part 2, and part 3, um, it's usually talking about where I grew up, where I was from, um, about my life, about my my good times, my bad times, my ugly times, and and my struggles and stuff. So this is gonna, probably going to be a, probably five parts. So right now we're on part four. So this is where this episode is going to be very, very. It could be good, could be bad, could be dark. Who knows? But whoever listens to this episode if it's a woman or a guy and you're going through situations and relationships or struggles or suicidal or depressions you know just listen to this maybe maybe you can realize you know like you're not the only one and um you know it's just uh Sometimes, in a way, you just got to think about yourself and worry about yourself, and you can't worry about things around you, but who knows? So, on part four, this is where I talk about, because I can't mention her name, but it's my ex who I have a daughter with. I can't mention her name. Um, I don't want to make her relevant, but this is my life. This is my story. Um, I it took me a lot of time to really think about this a lot and um it took me about close to maybe 3 months to kind of you know I'll say this or I can't say that so it's um, I have to keep it very very uh um medium but this is my side of the story so um I met my ex um I was working and um my friend uh Ricky and my co-worker Max co-worker he was telling me a site called POF and POF is like probably like a dating site you know because at the time I was I wasn't happy I was my 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 marriage with my ex um was down the drain and we were separated so I wasn't happy I wanted to be with someone who was going to make me happy down one day and he was telling me, why don't you go check out this website called uh, POF? So I did. And um, you meet women here and there, but a lot of the women that live far, and I was trying to look for someone more local. And um, I met her, and we DM'd each other, chit chat here and there, and stuff like that. Then um, I remember, like, it was on a Thursday, we chatted. Then all of a sudden we chatted on Friday because I was going to work and everything. Then, you know, it was cool. We exchanged numbers and everything. And then and after that next day, we met up at a on a Saturday right after work at a, a V Room Cocktails on Long Beach on Fourth Street. You know, um, I was a little nervous and everything. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, she was cool talking on the phone and and chatting and stuff. So. At the time, I had some, I had a whack ass phone because 
uh, my phone, I had a Metro PCS and I think something happened to my phone where it wasn't charging right and everything and she was going to take off but for some reason she came back and and we started talking here. We talked for a lot of times and uh, we, you know, had a good time, good chemistry, talked about like my relationships and her relationship. It's almost like the same thing in a way but it was kind of like, you know, um, she was going through some hardship with her past exes and the same thing with mine. And we hit it off pretty cool and everything. And, uh, that was, it, it's, uh, it was too good to be true. Too good to be true. Um, I, we were spending a lot of times, but, um, I felt we we had too much insecurities because she's been hurt or or she's been through relationships. I've been through hurt and I've been through relationships, but it's almost like you're just walking on, walking on eggshells with each other, and um, it's almost like we had to sleep with one eye open or this or it. It was hard, you know, like the past relationships with her were. Her exes did her wrong and everything. And me, I was more like, want a relationship, but I kind of wanted to hook up. Or I just didn't know what I wanted at the time. I really didn't. And um, I think in a way, it kind of, in, in, in the beginning, they kind of made us a little bit more closer. But um, we were spending time and everything. And um, I think it got a little bit serious in the beginning and stuff. And... Um, with uh, with the situation with me and, and my ex-wife at the time, we were living in separate rooms and everything. It was just done. So I just moved out and, uh, you know, I told her, like, hey, we should just get our own place. And she told me you should just move in with me and everything. So I was kind of, like, happy. But in a way, I felt bad because it's almost like, in a way, I was leaving my kids behind and stuff and with the stuff like that we'll get to it later but I just needed to get out because every it was just it was bad for me and stuff like that just the stuff that what went on in that place and situations it's I don't like talking about it but it was uh I just needed I needed to start over so in my mind, I thought it was a good thing, you know, like, oh, I'm going to move in with her. I'm happy and stuff like that. But it wasn't the case. <clears throat> um, I felt in the way when I was in a relationship with her, the past was sooner or later going to come back and haunt me down the road. And one thing about me, if it... I'll be honest, like back then I was a I was a freaking player. I mean, I used to date a lot of girls, hooked up with a lot of girls and it just it caught on, you know, and um what happened was uh at the time before I met her, I was dating or going out with girls on POF here and there and uh and I was kind of talking to someone, but in a way I was kind of like, "Eh, like whatever." It's I don't know. I felt like people 
when people found out I was with her, I don't know if people were jealous or people she knew or people I knew or just want to get even or I don't know. They're just trying to like break us up here and uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like I wanted to be in a relationship, but I kind of didn't. But um, I, um, it was hard. It was really, really hard. It was just like I still wanted to be single still, but I kind of want to be like 10% in a relationship, but like 90% still be single. But little by little, it was kind of fading away of being single. It's just, um, it was hard. Um, we, I moved in with her. It was cool. But there's one thing I noticed uh, with her. Um, there is no trust. Because it could be her side of the story or my side of the story. I felt she was still talking to her ex from up north, texting. You know, like, I think it was a recent breakup. But I think in a way she was still in love with him. But the only thing I felt in that when I moved in with her in that place, I felt something very negative. I don't know if the men that lived in that house or her past relationships of men living in that house, but I just felt something very negative wasn't right, you know? And, um, I don't know. She just had, she had trust issues back. If I was to go back right now and realize what I know, I wouldn't date her. I wouldn't because she wasn't, she wasn't ready to be in a relationship because she was still, it was still fresh of her relationships of the men that did her wrong or whatever. She just, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much she was just broken, but I didn't know back. I didn't know back then. So, I guess in a way, I got I got caught slipping because we went to Anarchy and we were partying, whatever, dancing, and I I still had <laughs> that girl's number, and uh, I was super super drunk and. I was texting her, I was like, oh, I want to be with you, and this, and I was fucked up. I don't know what the fuck I was, and this was all back then, <laughs> so, hey, man, I'll be honest, man, I was a douche back then, I was a sucio back then, but I'm not like that no more, but, yeah, I was going to, I would just, I was just, I just got caught, you know, she, I was trying to text the message and not let her look at it, or I was just lying to her. That was the one thing I was trying to do, just trying to cover my tracks, and just, I couldn't be like that no more, and she was getting curious and curious, and she had her sister, then I guess the next day, I left my phone, and she saw, and I guess she called her and told her, like, hey, how do you know him? Like, oh, yeah, it's so-and-so, and she woke me up, and you know, it was like, hey, you know, what the fuck, you know, and everything. And I was just like, I was, I don't know. I don't know. I was just kind of like, shit, you know, I was super drunk, you know. I mean, I didn't mean what I say, but it was just, you know, I I just, in a way, I kind of figured with her, she just went with the person back then I was talking to. When she found out I was with her, she was just more pissed off and like, oh, fuck you and everything and shit like that. But there was one thing about people don't know when I was with so-and-so, um, not my ex, but the person, um, 
she, I told her, I said, look, man, I don't want to be with you anymore. I don't like how you are. I don't like your attitude in this. But she kept on calling me nonstop, nonstop. I even had to block her number. She would DM me on Facebook, um, just whatever, try to find me. Or at one time, <laughs> one time she thinks she called my mom and it's like, I need to talk to your son and and all this, and that was just more like, I just didn't want to go this whole back and forth thing, and I, I just see myself like, nah, it was good, you know, and it was good, like, I I don't know, I just, I felt like I wasn't going anywhere with that, so that's why I just kind of like, I'm done with you, and so I think in a way, maybe she just wanted to get even with me, and just say like, oh, fuck you, and your ex, and shit like that, so... And there was a time, you know, she was all mad and she found out I was going to get kicked out of her place. I was like thinking to myself, well, fuck, dude, like what the fuck I get myself into, you know, how to explain myself and this. And and I think with that, it changed a lot of things for maybe about a year or two because it was, it was trust issues. You know, I was like I said, I was walking on eggshells, you know, and uh, I was uh, I had to earn that because she felt like, well, since you did this, and I don't, I don't trust you no more. So to me, it's like, well, let me prove it to you. And that's when, little by little, everything started changing. Where I started not being a player, and that, and try to calm down, and and try to be in a relationship. If you know, and it's almost like I wanted to earn it because back then, you know, I thought I had something special. She was a cool person, but we'll get to all that stuff later where everything changed. Um, I felt um, I was just trying to do whatever I can to earn her trust back. You know, I don't want... Uh, there's one thing about me. Like, if, if I'm with someone and I don't want a woman to give me all her love and, and everything to me, you know, I don't want that. I would rather me earn it. Knowing what I know now from looking back and... The stuff that I've been through, relationships, this, and hook, you know, all the friends and benefits, like, all that stuff. I think I just had to just get that shit out of my system and whatever. And now that I'm 38 and realized and experience of all the stuff, I felt like, oh, okay, I'm relieved. You know, I don't need to have that life anymore. And I felt like now I know what makes me happy. And, um, you know, I just, now that I'm in a better place, you know, like... I see things very, very more different when it comes to relationships. I think I'll just, I'll, to me, I'll be honest, I was just looking for love. I felt like I, I just wanted love. It was hard. It was, I just, I don't know, maybe because of my ex-wife, she, she was really, really cold-hearted to the point it made me be like an asshole to people, be like a douche to people, be like not romantic and not be loved to like to women and like fuck you I used to be like that you know because when I was with her you know uh she was very cold-hearted she didn't want to hold my hand she didn't want to kiss you know I had to be in a certain time we have sex and this and you you know I just wanted to be like I, I, I'm more of a of affectionate type of guy I like holding hands hugging cuddling she was none of that and I felt like to me that she was just giving me that negative energy, that that cold-hearted shit. And it just kind of like just dwelled on me. And when I was with uh, my ex, um, she uh, she's more been like a affectionate person to me. 
And um, I was little by little trying to get into that, to like how we used to be back then in high school, junior high, and my early 20s. Um, it was hard, guys, to uh, to earn her trust back and everything. Um, I, you know, I had to earn it. I had nowhere else to go. It was her place. And it was hard. It was really, really hard. And, um, you know, at the time, I didn't have a license. You know, I was working and I had nowhere else to go. And I just had to suck it up. You know, I it sucked, you know. And that's one of the reasons, you know, I wanted to move back to Modesto, but we'll get to that in in the end. But um yeah. It was hard. I was I was just trying to trying to make things work with her no matter what every day. Um I felt living with her with her trust issues and everything and stuff like I felt like I wasn't free. And the reason why I say I, I felt like I wasn't free, I felt like I was a prisoner in I was a prisoner in my mind. I was a prisoner in my heart. I was a prisoner emotionally and I felt like I couldn't do anything because for some kind of reason she always wanted to be where I was at. What are you doing? Because she like I said, she had trust issues. You know, I you know, like I think I want to be up to no good. It's like to the point, man, it's like I was I couldn't even do anything. You know, like even even if her sister or mom, like, hey, Steven's going now. Like, I just, I couldn't even get a haircut. There's times I couldn't get a haircut. I had to ask, like, where am I going here? Or I couldn't get a beer or this. And the reason why I hate it before, because every time I do something, like we have a bad argument, she's like, hey, you know what? If you don't like how you are, if you don't like, if you don't like it here, get the fuck out of my place. That's how I felt like, shit. I can't, even, it felt like. There was a times I wanted to spend time with her, and there was a lot of times I didn't want to spend time with her because she was a fucking asshole, like an asshole, and um, it was hard, you know, trying to make it work. And with her schedule and stuff, it was it was hard, you know, because she worked, you know, she took me to work and everything, but you know, she had to go to work at I don't know eight thirty, and she wouldn't come home till nine, so I would be home by myself just waiting for her and. We'll spend like a little bit of time, like an hour or two hours and stuff. Then I would have to go back to go to work at 11 p.m. or 12 a.m. It's just, it sucked. It really, really sucked. And um, even on our days off, we had stuff to do, like wash clothes or spend time. But we have a little bit of time. But it's, you know, she's working 45 or 50 hours a week. You know, she was a store manager. But, uh, you know, I just uh, try to make it work. You know, and everything, and um, I don't know. I felt like I was happy, but I was not. I was just, I was stuck in the middle, and um, I mean, it was hard. Um, There's a lot of times um, the past caught on to me because. Um, my bills, everything, it just it, it took a toll on me. Um, with situations with bills, they kind of caught on where I was on a budget and I wasn't making that much money and everything. And uh, it's uh, it was hard. There's a lot of times I would try to go to places, but I had to be really, really on a budget. But, um, you know, it's just... Um, I felt like in a way I just wanted to be free. I, 
You know, I just want to be happy. I want her to trust me. I want to just do stuff together without her arguing with me. And, you know, guys, this is really sad. Whoever's in a relationship, man. Try to communicate. Don't hold things in. Communicate. Communicate every fucking day. You don't want he or she to blow up in your face and be like, you know, like, Something happened like six months ago and she just blows up and make things worse. Communicate. Sit down. What am I doing wrong? Well, what are you doing wrong? Let's, you know, like, you know, there's this one thing I notice: People do not dwell on the past. That shit will fucking kill people. Do not dwell on the past. I learned that shit now. I'm learning that shit now. I learned that shit. No one taught me anything. Not my mom didn't taught me shit. My dad didn't taught me shit. I had to I had to learn shit on my own. No one guided me to say, "Hey, this is how you should treat women. Hey, this is how you should do a relationship. Hey, this is how you take care of girls." Hey, no one taught me. I had to earn it. I had I had to do it shit myself. And and if if I fuck up, I fuck up. But you know what? It's a, it's an ex, it's a, it's. A lesson learned. It's an experience like, okay, I will not do that again. No one taught me that. If my dad was around and and he taught me to be a man and taught me this, maybe half of the shit won't even fucking be... I wouldn't be doing my podcast. I wouldn't be talking about my life. Maybe my life would be good. Who knows? But I had, I had to learn shit on my own. And um, it was hard, you know? Just and, and this is pretty sad. I would... Probably tell her before we ever go on a date or anything. Hey, I used to tell her, are you going to be okay? And she's like, why? And I used to tell her, don't fuck it up. When I mean like don't fuck it up, she tends to get, she tends to be a buzzkill. She tends to kill the mood. Like ruin the date or this. Like, hey, just come on, let's spend time. And there are a lot of times we would just go back home because she would just... Killed, she don't want to go out. She don't want to do this. Like, I kind of just felt like, fuck, dude. It's like, there's no guy's going to make this fucking bitch fucking happy. <laughs> I even feel sorry for this guy she's with right now, man. This guy does not even know, man. I always tell people, man, sooner or later when you've been in a relationship, okay, it's all cool and Danny and all that stuff. But when months turns to years, hey. Take the fucking mask off. You can't wear that fucking mask forever. We're going to find out who you really are under that mask. We're going to see. You know, and um, I saw. And there was a now I started seeing a lot of flaws. What she was, how she was. Talking about the past. Trust issues. She was still, she still had open runes from her past relationships that guys did her wrong and this, wasn't ready, you know, moving too fast, you know, like just a lot of things. I wish I could say more, but I'm just going to keep it very basic, you know, and um, I don't know. I just felt like I wasn't happy and I think it's because I had so much going on with my job, trying to get my license, trying to... I just got, you know, finishing up my DOI classes and my bills, you know, trying to get my license back. I'll tell you this, man. I was, I didn't get my license until what, 2017 of the early 2017. Uh, took a long time, man. I'll tell you this. I look back and 
because I had two DOIs in one month and it killed me, my financials, you know, and killed me and everything and my 401k and all that. Luckily, I paid all that shit back, man. Just for me to get my license, I kind of remember, I'll never forget this. I spent close to, almost close to $35,000 just to get my fucking license back for me to drive. Yeah, $35,000 just for me to get my license back. I was going through a lot trying to get all that stuff. And at the same time, I was only seeing my kids about two, maybe once every two weeks. And there was a situation that happened where um, look, I'll say this. I know I'm in a good place with her because now we have a mutual, but at the time my ex-wife was going through an alcohol and drug problem and um, I think in a way she was stressed out that I moved on and uh, that I was happy and she wasn't, but I think she just took it out on the kids and uh, she neglected them and uh, she didn't give a fuck about them. She would leave them by themselves and uh, never come home for two days. And and um, my kids will be uh, yeah. they wouldn't be nourished. They wouldn't be taken care of. They wouldn't be uh, they wouldn't be loved. And. Uh, I never forget uh when I went to go pick them up uh, uh she wasn't home and my son was like two blocks away little with pampers on by himself and Gavin was just little and uh he was just by himself there's no one at the house the house was all messy and dirty and no food, just they were neglected, and um, waited and waited and waited till she came, and I called the cops, and she came drunk, acting a fool. She didn't know where she was doing. I wanted try to call social service and um, you know the cops didn't do anything and she was just drunk you can smell on her breath she was on drugs and uh, she just didn't give a fuck about her kids and uh, she just grabbed a plastic bag and she just dumped all their clothes and she's like here take your fucking kids and um, It was just, it was sad. And um, she said, uh, you know, take your kids and let them have, let them stay with me. And uh, we did. I called my mom, explained to her what happened and stuff. And uh, she was just like, you got to do what you got to do. And this is one of the reasons why things changed because... I worked so much and I didn't know how to be a father and now with all this I was being more I had to really 
really be a father and a mother now. And it hurt. It was hard. I just, I just, to me, I lost so much respect for her because she just quit. She, how can a person quit on her kids? I always learn about that and think about that and and think like, you know, um, I think about that a lot. Why do why do parents quit on their kids? Why? Because you can't relate to them or times get hard or work or bills or I just don't get it. You know, it's your kids. Love them. Just don't see them as just like an income tax money or this or whatever. That's your that's your love. Kids are going to remember you, you know, and uh, it's, it hurts, man. It hurts. And uh, I'll just say this, you know, um, I'm doing my best. I love my kids no matter what. They were, it was hard raising those kids. They've been through so much. They seen, my kids probably saw so much of everything that they're so traumatized with my past, with her, with, with my ex. They seen a lot. And I just, to me, I don't want them to go through the situations that I've been through. You know, one day they might get married. One day they have kids. I want, I want them to be happy, but I don't want them to, to live my life. You know, and the reason why I, it, I had a hard time being there for my kids because I was most, much of the time working because when my ex-wife, when we had our first son, Gavin, you know, and it was unexpected and uh, I just I was working 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 because I wanted to be that blue blue collar guy just work and come home and and have a family be happy and it, it was good for a short time but after that it was just went downhill you know I just sometimes I always think and wonder if you're gonna be if you're gonna be with someone and be happy with someone be happy if you're not happy just per fucking break up don't just be fucking just cheating on people left and right. You know, if you're going to marry someone, marry someone because you fucking love that person. Not because like, oh, I guess I just have a kid. You know, if you love that person, be with them for life. You're going to have your good times. You're going to have your bad times. You're going to have your ugly times. But fucking suck it up and make it work. Now I see a lot of relationships and a lot of marriages break up or or they just don't last long because end up that spouse or or the husband, you know, they just they tend to quit, or they just give up on give up on each other, and that's when they's like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go cheat on her. I'm gonna go cheat on him and stuff, and they they don't last long. Sooner or later, they're gonna sooner or later one of them are gonna find out what's going on. But to me, it's like I was working a lot at the times. I was working a lot because I was I was being the provider, you know, and um, we had. I had to take them in, you know, and uh, I had no other choice. I really had to step my game up and be a mom and a dad. And I think in a way it took a toll with me and my ex or who I have a daughter with, like because I can't mention her name, that's why. And uh, it took a toll because we used to spend time, we used to go out a lot, but now that we have the two boys, we're doing family time and we didn't have that, really have that us time anymore. 
you know, and uh, it was hard. It was hard. And plus, I was in a struggle saving up money here, and it was, it was, shit was pretty tight. It was, money was really, really tight. And, um, I did my best of trying to be a father. I mean, some people, my, my, my oldest was having a hard time with his autism. Alex, you know, and just, it was hard. And plus, at the same time, trying to raise my kids. But I still had that thing where I was being a father, but of, um, I think things were changing little by little. I think in a way how my dad raised me and how he treated my mom, I thought, wow, okay, back then, I thought, like, okay, I'm going to be the the macho Mexican. I'm going to be this. This is how I'm going to treat my wife or do this. And it was wrong. When I think about it now, it was wrong. But that's how it was in the 80s and 90s, you know, when my mom and dad were together. But that was back then. And that's what I was doing. And I was breaking that breaking that cycle. I don't want that. I want that cycle to end, you know, being like a an asshole dad or or this or whatever. And it was just and plus in a way with my ex, me, we were, it was very it was getting worse and worse, arguing, arguing, arguing. It was just toxic because she cannot she's still dwelling on the past, you know, and it's just it was just too much, man. It was way too much. But um she didn't like it, me working overnights. Cause she thought I was up to no good. There was a lot of times she would go to my my store and uh, she would uh, watch me to see if I was cheating on her or anything. And uh, I try to be faithful much as I can, but uh, there was a lot of times I wanted to cheat on her so bad because she did me wrong, but. You know, it's just that, you know, if you're going to be an asshole to me, then I'm going to be an asshole to you. It's more, almost like do unto others as people do unto you. And and plus, on top of that, living her at her place and with her family, it was hell. You know, and, and uh, it was hell. How my ex is and how... How she is brought up, it's going to go by her mother. And it's the same thing with her. Her mother always talks shit, dwelling on the past for years and years and decades, whatever. I do, and I, when I saw how her mother was to her, to her father, you know, I don't want to end up being with someone like that who's going to talk shit to me for, for the next 40 or 30 years and they're not even happy together. Just fucking just get divorced and fucking just break up or something. If you're not happy, fucking. I don't want to end up being with someone like that. You know? And that's why I feel like if I end up being with her, this is how my life's going to be for the next 30 years with her. I don't want that shit. We'll never have that. I want to be happy. When I die, I want to die fucking happy. It was like, hey, my girl loved me. My wife loved me. Be happy. So, it was toxic. So... It was hard.
no trash and um you know our sex life was going down the drain and everything and it was just uh we tried and um you know uh it was hard you know i just um i was working too much you know we try to sit down and talk and figure things out and try to save the relationship so many times man so many times it's hard you know i think it took her i think it was really really hard when um we um i don't know if i want to say this I don't know if I was pressured, but I know she wanted to have a baby. I know she did. But um we tried to have kids a couple times and um it didn't work and everything, but uh it was uh I don't know. It was uh we just took it day by day with the relationship, you know, and uh, it was hard. But I think in a way, when we've been with each other little by little by years, I started, there's one thing about me, because I do overnights and grocery at, at my work, I think a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And that's when, um, when I was with her, I started listening to a lot of podcasts. And when you hear like Joe Rogan a lot or these Aubrey Marcus's podcasts and and certain ones here and there you you start having an open mind of a lot a lot of things and i started noticing like okay this is understandable this is what he meant okay this this i won't do this and i started noticing like my mind started changing because on some of the episodes about relationships and thus and how my ex was to me or my ex-wife or my past, it made sense. So I noticed that little by little, I was kind of sticking up for myself. But I'm sorry to say, I'm not, I wasn't being a bitch. I was kind of more, I was more of a prisoner in my mind and, and, and how she was to me. Because she tends to uh, manipulate people play with your mind, play tricks in your minds and do this and all that stuff. Or or she was making me uh making me be against other people and stuff. So little by little I know she was doing stuff, so I just I wasn't really listening to her much of a lot of the times. And um you know, um just doing me. Just working, staying quiet, you know, just focusing. And uh, she would look at things like that. I can tell, like, she used to pick a bone on me, like, because she just felt like it. You know, like, I asked her, why would you do that? I said, ah, just for the fuck of it. You know, it's like, you don't do shit like this to pick a bone on someone because you're just bored or whatever. You know? But, uh, you know, it's just... uh, I don't know. It was just something where I was getting enough. I was getting 
tired of her fucking bullshit. So we try to make things work again and all of a sudden, you know, um, we weren't even having sex that much, you know, just whatever happens, it happens. And, um, you know, she uh, woke me up (laughs) one time and she says she was all crying. I was like, I was like in my mind, what the fuck did I do now? And she says, oh, I'm pregnant. It's like, huh? You know? And um, she was happy. But in the same time, scared. Um, I just felt like, uh, you know, okay. Most of a lot of the times, you know, she was, when she was pregnant, you know. Who I have a daughter with now, Luna. Kisses. Um, I'm just working a lot, just trying to be cool, saving up money and everything, and and all, and um, just doing my thing. Um, I think when my ex was pregnant, I started to think a lot, really, really deep, and. Um, I started noticing a lot of things that uh, in that house. Noticing a lot of people were talking bad about me. You know, this and whatever, or, you know, that can be, they can, they can have their say, I can have my say, but I felt like I didn't, they didn't want me there. I didn't, I, I wasn't, maybe the, I wasn't there their cup of tea. I wasn't their type of guy for her or this, whatever. I don't care. I didn't even fit in anyway. Maybe because I was brought up more different than them. Who knows? I don't know. You know? I just got... I think in a way I was just more just burned out or them talking, just talking shit. Non-stop fucking shit. You know? Putting my mom down. Making me against my mom and this. All this stuff and... Just talking bad, man. Like, there was a lot of times, man, I would have been like, man, shut the fuck up. I'm tired of this shit. A lot of times I just want to go for a walk with the kids and just go get a haircut. Go do this, whatever. I was getting tired of all that shit, you know? And, um... I remember, um... Everything was changing more when she was pregnant. I think in a way her emotions got to her. She was just saying stuff that she shouldn't have said, but I don't forget. She was telling me, you know, Steven, I don't want to be with you. You're not going anywhere. You're this, like that. You're not fulfilling your needs. You're not fulfilling your task. What do you mean? I'm working my ass off. I'm saving my money to get our own place. I'm trying to get my license. I'm trying to pay my credit bills. I'm trying to hold the fort down. I'm trying to do whatever. What the fuck you want? But I already know who. It was all her fucking family. It was her friends, you know? That's a, that's this one thing I can't stand. Living with parents. Living, being with someone and living with their parents and this. I, and, that's how, and this is the thing. I told her, we got to get our own place. Let's go move out. Who says we're moving out? I want to stay here. You can't be comfortable. 
She gets homesick easy. And I can't, I can't deal with shit. I need to have my own place, you know? I told her, and she she, she could say, oh, I don't, I don't remember you saying that. I told her, so look, we got to get out. We got to save up. We got to get out. I feel like if... If we stay here more longer, you and I, it's, we're going to end. I, I already knew we were going to end if we stay here more longer. And it got worse and worse and worse. People were just feeding her lies. People were just telling her, like, just be single. And you can just already tell. With her mother, with her sisters, they're all fucking single. They can't even, can, they can't even hold a guy. They wear the fucking pants. They're, they're more very alpha females. Can't have that shit, man. Can't. So, in a way, you know, it is what it is, you know? And, you know, things got worse when uh, I had my baby shower, you know? And uh, I, you know, with my ex and me and our family and my family, they don't get along. You know, they talk a lot of shit. A lot of people talk so much motherfucking shit. It sucked. My mom was worried about my two boys if they're being taken care of at the same time. I had to deal with different different personalities and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I told my mom, let's have two separate baby showers, you know. And she didn't want to. It's like, I have a feeling something bad's going to happen. Turns out after the baby shower, everything went downhill after that. Kind of lost my relationship with my mom. Um, arguments, lies, just a lot of stuff and everything. And I feel like now I'm really, really on my own. Because I felt like people were doing stuff behind my back. And, you know, just the shit talk, man. Like, I can't stand people with, like, okay, we all, don't give me light. We all talk shit. But when you have family that just talk, other families that just talk shit to you for, like, what? So they can be cheese mozos or cheese mozas. Like, for what does it do? For what? Because they're like, maybe because this person's better than you or that person's better than him or her. Come on. Really? I was just doing my thing, saving up money and all that stuff. And, you know, they're helping now, trying to gather what we can, you know, because the baby's coming and shit. And, you know, it's... When my when my baby was born, you know, Luna, I was so fucking happy. But it was uh, it was so sh- it was so short because um, it was hard. Um. I almost lost both of them. And, um, I don't think in a way she remembers, but I do because I was there. Um, they were having complications with my daughter because, you know, um, usually the head comes first, but it was the other way. And what happened was the, the cord was wrapped around her neck so when they were trying to pull the baby out uh, it, she was suffocating she was getting choked because it was the cord was around my daughter's neck and she was choking 
So they had to figure something out and that I was going to lose my baby. And, and at the same time, uh, um, I almost lost her. I remember what she said. Steven, I just want to let you know that take care of Luna. If anything happens to me, I love you. And um, I'll never forget this. When I was holding her hand, her hand was warm. Then in a brief second, her hand went from warm to icy, icy cold. Because I, I, she lost a lot, a lot of blood. And I didn't know that she died for a couple minutes. And uh, I was holding my daughter and everything. And I went upstairs and I was holding my daughter Luna crying. I wasn't... I I was just trying to spend time with my daughter much as I can. You know, I'm just happy. And at the same time, I was just going everywhere and I was worried about what what how come so and so's not here yet, you know, and she took it pretty hard. She took it pretty hard. And um she was the most beautiful thing I have ever saw in my life. That cutie pie was, ugh, she's a cutie. She was a cutie. Daddy's little girl, my little Luna. So happy that she came home and spent time with her. And it sucked because I couldn't spend time at the hospital at the time. I think it was in the winter. December and uh, they couldn't have allow certain kids because of the flu and I can only see my daughter for a certain amount of time but of course it was short because they kept on talking shit how come we're not here the whole night and um, I didn't have a sitter I couldn't my ex-wife she couldn't didn't want to watch the kids because she knew I was going to have a kid so it's like she's almost like a fuck you because I needed to have my kids with her for two weeks so I could spend time and Stay and I couldn't do anything and it was hard. It was hard. Um, yeah. But other than that, um, once my daughter got home, I spent time with her. It was hard, you know, like oh my god, sleeping, losing sleep, I'm like just taking care of her, bottles, changing diapers, crying, being up for like twenty twenty hours of the day and. This nonstop crying, trying to find her rhythm, what what time she is is awake, what time she goes to sleep, just just everything. It's being a mom, and I took three months off. I was more relaxed, but at the same time, I was still being on edge because, you know, just trying to spend much time as I can with my daughter before I go to work for three months. But just worried about my ex because you know the postpartum. It hit her pretty bad. It hit her really, really bad. Um, I don't know. It's just... Um, it was hard. You know, paying all my bills. Taking care of her. Taking care of my ex. You know, just want to be the man. I wanted I wanted to be the man. I wanted to get respect. That's all I just wanted. I wanted respect. 
Because, like, hey, I'm the motherfucker. I'm the one holding it down. This <laughs> Can't get that in that house. It's all run by women. And they fuck, man. They just, all they do is talk shit. And I remember, I said to them, all y'all motherfuckers talk shit. What the fuck you guys do? Like, you guys talk shit, and we're the one busting our ass, and you still talk shit. For what? If you're not fucking happy, if you're not, all you is fucking complaining, man. Well, fuck, dude. Do it. Do something. You know, change it. You can't just talk shit forever. You can't be like, well, what if, what if, and be complaining. Just shut the fuck up and fucking do it. You know, if you don't like what you see, then shut the fuck up. That's it. Just couldn't, man. I just wanted to spend time with my daughter, but at the same time, just talking shit. Just couldn't do that stuff anymore. You know, I just wanted, and that's one of the reasons why I just wanted to get the fuck out. I wanted to save up and just, just get her own place, and I'm just tired of it, but she just... My ex already made her decision. She wanted to stay home because she can't live by herself. She can't live. She's just too, you know, like, she gets too homesick easy. She's, she wants to be, you know, she, she doesn't know how She doesn't know how to really be on your own. She doesn't know how to be on her own. I know how to be on my own. I'm a survivor. I can make it. I can do it. And I don't, de- and there, I don't depend on people to bail me out. I want to earn it. I want to live it. You know, I know how it is to, I know how it is to have your own place and you, and it just takes it right in front of you and you're living in crashing people's houses, you're being homeless and this and I wanted to have my own place. I wanted to be at peace, but she don't want that. She want to live with her parents. Let it be then, you know? So other than that, you know, um, arguments, you know, and everything, and lies and I just couldn't deal with it no more and um, you know there was a lot of times I would make up fucking lies I just didn't want to I just I just didn't want to deal with her ass I didn't want to deal with her fucking shit I'm tired of it I think she was just tired of it too everyone was tired of it I just I was like to the point I've been with her for so long for almost four years I was like man I don't give a fuck I was just drained I was mentally and emotionally drained where I just did not give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck. Arguing, arguing, arguing. I did whatever. I had to make her happy. And I uh, forgot to mention, you know, I paid a lot of my bills off. I got my shit together. Got promoted. I got my license back. My license. I got a new car. Everything's coming for me. But she still gave me fucking shit. Family still gave me fucking shit. But it's okay. I don't have to prove it to them. I did it for me. I wasn't expecting to get my license. I was crying when I got my license back. It's been for so long. All those bus rides, all those fucking walkings, all this, all that. It made me appreciate it made me appreciate having uh my car now. But I was still in a way I was happy for only for me. But a lot of people weren't happy. A lot of people were saying, oh, you're going to lose your license. You're going to fuck up. I can't stand. I can't be around people who are just holding me down or saying you're never going to make it. And, so, and that's how my ex was. That's how my ex was. And, you know, like to me, there's one thing about me. I'm not going to make this person irrelevant anymore. But this is my life. This is what really what happened. And this is my this is where I talk about my life and talk about my struggles and stuff and you know because I keep it very very real 
And, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was hard. It was really, really hard. Just couldn't deal with them more. Just arguing, arguing, and to the point she says, hey, we're done. I want to break up. And that's when, uh, I was going through, I was going through some bad times. And I thought my life was good. It was going downhill. And I just had a baby. And she was only what? Five months? Six months? That it was, everything was, everything was going good, but uh, she just didn't want that no more. Did not want that no more. So, pretty much, um, with me and my ex, I know she wasn't happy, so pretty much, um, she was playing mind games. She was more like, I love you, but I'm not in love with you, but she was giving me like an ultimatum, like I need, me and the kids need to get it out. I was just stressed out, like she kicked, she was kicking us out. So, pretty much, um... I had a, I I was stressed out, trying to make things work, but she wasn't budging. She left me hanging. She was always going with her parents. She's just being more emotional. I just 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 playing mind games. There was um there's a maybe about twice I wanted to kill myself. I was very suicidal. Before me and my kids left, man, I just, I couldn't take it no more. Um, I was just really, really, like, really sad. And um, what she was doing, and uh, I feel like I was losing everything. She wasn't giving me a chance. And it's just, it's weird. Because me and her, we have a daughter and everything, and now she's leaving me, and... I was like thinking to myself, what the fuck? You're not even thinking right because you're still going through postpartums and and stuff. And I'm like, man, what the fuck, man? And her fucking, her, her older, her sister was like talking shit. And there's one thing about it, man. Like I ain't never, I never liked her. You know, how she did my cousin wrong and everything and fucked him over and he emotional with I'm not going to mention one of my family members but uh you know with my ex's sister dating one of my cousins you know that wasn't a good match in my eyes because I already know how she is and what she brings to the table and how she are with men and stuff and she just she's very stubborn and very prideful and stuff doesn't yeah so we try to make them make things work and everything, and um, just she was just giving me hard times, arguing, you know, just everything. Told me to get the fuck out and trying to figure things out, trying to find out where am I gonna stay at. You know, my mom didn't want to have she didn't she didn't want to help me out. I was going through so much, and she just like fuck it, you're on your own, you and the kids. And um, it was hard. It was really, really hard. You know, I had to figure things out for like almost a month and a half. And um, we left. I 
before I left, uh, I gave Luna a fat kiss and just told her that, you know, daddy loves you and I want to do whatever I can to make you happy. And don't worry, don't, don't, I don't want you to see that I left you. I just, everything's happened for a reason, you know, and, uh, I was crying because I didn't know when I was going to see my daughter again. And that's when everything was start getting worse and worse and worse. And, um. I don't know how we're going to make it. Once um, I was trying to do whatever I can to, um, you know, make it work living in hotels. And and luckily, I had a lot of my stuff in my public storage and everything. But uh, it got to the point. A lot of my relatives moved out of the state and this. And I was pretty much almost alone. And uh, you're going to find out who's real and who's foes. And, you know, those friends who always said they would be there for you weren't there for me. They didn't want to let me and my kids in. And, um, you know, and there's uh, I was waiting for a certain someone to open their doors for me. But I guess they had to get permission or something. I don't know why. So we were kind of like shit out of luck for like a month and a half. And and it got to the point I was using my money because I couldn't public storage, paying all my bills, car, you know. And uh, it got to the point my money was all gone. And that's when they started cutting back my hours. And now I was in a very, I was in a pickle. And... um Um, we're, we were, um, this is the second time ever. I, this is where you have to really, really dig yourself deep for who you are. You need to, it's almost like you're finding yourself, but you're stressed out, but you're like, fuck man. And I never, ever want to be like this again. We didn't have nowhere else to go. We're me and my kids. We're living in our car, and there was a lot of times, you know, once that money, to the point I had used all my money to use for hotels for a week, it was all gone, and and a lot of the stuff I had to use for uh, for bills and stuff is just um, money. I was broke. And um, we were living in our cars and living in my car, I mean, living in a public storage at night, sneak in, you know, and kind of sleep there. You know, this is embarrassing for me to say, living in, um, you know, churches that have shelters, uh, you know, they have like little rooms, you know, but you have to get there first and have little, um, I'm not going to, don't like talking, I don't like bringing stuff up, but, you know, sleeping, you know, with my boys, you know, and I can't leave them by themselves, you know, I have to bring them with me, we'll sleep there, if I have days off, we would sleep there, and, you know, by 
you know, and sleep and for a whole day, then we'll leave the next morning. But um, on work days, my kids, I would try to empty out my car because I had everything in my public storage and keep basically whatever I need. But it was hard for us to find a place to sleep or take a shower, take a hot shower and stuff. And um, it was hard. And, um, you know, and my kids were, when I was at work at Sprouts, you know, I was uh, working and, and at the same time, my kids were in the car sleeping in the parking lot, like right at right, like not that, not far, just right there by my work with the doors locked and everything and sleeping at the time it was cold. Mm, time was a little bit hot, I think. It was a summer, but wasn't that? I think it was a little hot, but not really. It was a little chilly. My, I would lay down in the back seats, lay it down flat, you know, because Gavin was tall, and um, open the little window up a little here and there, and I would put a whole bunch of pillows, and they can lay down and everything, and they have their. Uh, they will have. They would sleep, and I would check up on them every hour to see if they're okay and work a lot. And, you know, when it was that time that they had to go to school, I usually take a, maybe about an hour of lunch or whatever, an hour and a half, the most, or maybe. And I would tell them, just like, hey, to get ready in the car, you know, change and everything. And uh, they would get ready. And I would just drop off Alex, and there I would drop off Gavin, and I would come back and whatever shift I was scheduled to work, I would make up with my time. So there was a lot of times I would maybe work from twelve to eight thirty, but if I'm taking like an hour lunch, you know, and I get off at eight thirty, I have to make up that time. So usually I probably would get off around ten thirty or eleven. And I was doing that a lot of the times, and it was it was just burning me out, burning me out. It was hard, man. Well, you know, living in shelters, you know, living in living in our car, you know, hotels, whatever we can find a place to stay and get a hot shower, you know, for the time being. And once we got the okay to um, stay at my. Uh, my aunt's house it was a big relief because I was crying because thank God but I was happy that you know you know finally get to not sleep in my car or not sleep at a shelter and or not sleep in a hotel and just have a place to stay and just kind of relax and mellow and it was kind of like that so I don't know pretty much um um when I was more happy that my kids are going to be okay for a time being this is only going to be temporary but with family members I get very very iffy because if I'm not really close to them I don't know what what they become. 
they could be hella nice and everything and stuff and say all this stuff, like how they talk to you on the phone and this, but in reality wise, when you see them, I mean, they, they could be different. And, um, that she was nice, that she was cool in the beginning, but, um, everything got worse. I was very sad, very depressed. I had a lot of a lot of pressure. Um staying with her and her family, I saw a lot of things. A lot of shadiness, a lot of shady stuff. Stealing fighting, beating, mistreating, arguments, and walking over people. There's nothing I can do of how my aunt's husband was treating her. It made me realize when I saw that I was more like I would never, ever be like that with someone. It made me open my eyes more of how there's certain type of men out there that there's good men, there's whatever men, and there's abusive men, and there's like, you know, they just fuck you over men where they just like, eh, whatever. And there's people, there's men out there who are or verbally abuse. Saw a lot of that stuff. You know, and um because of them, of their relationship, I learned so much living with them in a short time that I would never ever ever be like that with someone who I'm with. You know, talk putting them super down, talking shit, not helping around around the house, being lazy, playing all Madden fucking games. Don't give respect to your wife. House is all tore up. Hoarders, like just don't give a fuck. That's sad. I'm just surprised that uh um, she hasn't left them yet, but that's none of my concern because I don't live there no more. I don't know. I didn't feel, uh, felt everyone was against me, you know. There's only people get curious, like, why well, you have to come at this time and this is, when I'm working, I'm doing whatever I can and I get bitched at or... Well, I'm the one working, I'm doing this. And at the same time, I was trying to work things out with my ex, you know. And uh, it was just going back and forth. But I had too much going on. And um, I thought I was going to stay there for a certain amount of time. But I guess my time got cut short. Because there was a situation that happened with one of her sons. And I saw too much what was going on. And she didn't want me and the kids there. 
but I knew why. But I can't say it, but I knew why. But it's okay. You know, karma's a bitch, and, you know, I, I know what I know, and uh, there's one thing about it. My kids and I saw what was going on, and uh, lesson learned. And, you know, and um, I'm glad that I don't, um, me and the kids are not affiliated with that type of family ever again. Don't want to be with that type of family ever again. Don't want to be at that place ever again. And don't want to be at a place where I feel something's going to happen with my aunt one day with that guy. But there's nothing I can do. I could stick up for her or do whatever, but that guy's never going to fucking change. But it's not my problem. That's hers. She needs to figure it out. So luckily, working, saving up, trying to work my relationship out with my ex, trying to spend time with my daughter, do whatever I can. I had a lot of going on, but... um, I was grinding. I was trying to look for an apartment, and I even even though I um, I even took a trip. I was going to. Uh, I mean, the kids we wanted. If things didn't go our way here, our last option would be of to moving back to Modesto, California. And I wanted to. I feel like there was nothing here for me because I had no family, I had no backup. That my mom had my back. It went worse. She didn't have my back. She didn't know. My mom does, doesn't know how I struggled being homeless. Living check by check. Living to see where we're going to live at and this here and there with my boys and... My mom doesn't realize all that stuff. And I don't want her to, if she hears this, I don't want her to feel fucking sorry for me. You know? It's my life. It's my struggles, you know? You're going to find out who's really going to be there for you or not. And I know she's like, how can a, a mother, and have and she has grandkids, like just, you know, like turn her backs on me and the kids because... If I choose a side. And uh, I'll be honest. I mean, I shouldn't say this, but when I went to go try to go visit my mom, my mom said to me, I don't want you to come over here. You have no fucking business here. I don't want fucking want you here and stuff. And at the same time, my mom was like, well, where are you going to stay at? You know, here and there. I pretty much already figured out why she wanted me there because she wanted to get the last word, her and my stepdad. Everything went sour. I really feel like, you know, because I had a promotion, I got the job, I was going to transfer, but my mom, I had money, I was going to go buy a place. I just wanted to move and just get it. I just wanted to move and just get my place, but my mom just didn't want me to live there in Modesto, but I had no other choice. My mom was starting her new job, this, whatever. She was hurt, dwelling on the past, stuff, whatever. 
you know, I'll never forget my aunt when I want to go back after looking for apartment stuff here and there. My aunt comes outside and says, hey, Steven, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And she looked at me and said, be nice, play nice. I said, what do you mean? And say, be nice. So I already figured out something was going to happen down the road. If my aunt said that, then I feel like something was going to happen. So pretty much in a way, they want to get the last word. And Eddie was just talking. My stepdad was talking shit. You know, my kids were right there. I saw everything. And this is the thing, guys. My, my kids, they saw everything. They've been through a lot. And uh, they saw... They, I think in a way, they still saw me as the old Steven. Like, bad here and there. But I was just... I just wanted to be at peace. I wanted to be loved. I just wanted to... Just get away, man. I just want to start over and stuff because my ex in the past did me wrong. I just I just want to start over and live life, you know. I just I haven't I'm I'm a I was I'm I'm alone. You know, I rarely have family over here. Everyone's all moving out of the state because it's getting California's getting too expensive. But I had no family, so I just wanted to move back to Modesto, which ninety ninety to ninety five percent of my family lives from lives in Modesto and in North Northern California. So I just wanted to move over there. But my mom didn't want me to go. She didn't fucking love me. And, uh, you know, it was, it was hard. It was hard. But um, it was okay. Usually with situations like that, I usually mentally, mentally prepare myself. But um, I kind of figured what was going to happen. So once I got back to Long Beach visiting from a short time, Spent time with the kids, whatever, and I started finding apartments and everything. And um, eventually, I spent a lot of money on application fees. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I spent so much money on uh, on application fees for my apartment. I must have spent close to close to $1,500. $30 bucks here, $25 bucks here, $50 bucks here. Finally, I got my own place in the hood. But it's in a nice but in the hood, but it's nice. The last time I had my own place, I was about, I say about 24, 23. I was crying. I just, when I got approved, my everything, I worked hard, my credit, saved up money, put a deposit. I just got the key. I didn't give a fuck. I took the whole week off and I just wanted to skip my shit and my whole exertion and just move out. My kids were at school. I was just going back and forth, back and forth, getting whatever I can, whatever I can, little by little, little by little. I just wanted to get the fuck out of that place. Yeah, I just want to get the fuck out of that my ass place. No remorse, nothing like, hey, Steve, it was nice for you to stay. None of that shit. I was more like, man, I just want to get the fuck out of here. No hugs, nothing. I just wanted to get the fuck. Didn't want to be affiliated with that family ever again. Not even with my cousins who are shady as fuck. And you know who I'm talking about. You know who. Who uh, asked me for money but too scared, you know, to ask his wife. You know who you are. Grow some fucking balls, homie. Like, you, I have no respect for you. I already know who wears the pants, so you knew who you are. Yeah, fuck that guy. Anyways, but um, once I got my key to my new place, um, I was happy. (laughs) 
I was crying because I took a picture. I was like, oh my God, I finally got my own place and everything. And people doubted me. And I already knew, kind of figured like, uh, my relationship with my mom was going to be in, in like in hold because it was, I need I needed to figure things out. So, um, Once I got my own place, I was kind of talking to someone, but kind of more iffy with my ex, who I have a daughter with. I don't know. I was just more happy, but I didn't have anything. <laughs> I did not have anything at the time with my apartment. I We were sleeping in our air mattresses, and that's all we needed. We had like two air mattresses, and we just put them together and put beds, and we just lay down. My place was like super, super fucking empty, but I didn't have shit. I did not have shit, but I have stuff here and there. I have, I keep my, my place very, very basic, very, very basic, but, uh, cause you never know. I might be moving out, but I don't have my place clutter. Just keep it very basic. Um, I was happy. I was happy, uh, having my own place. I, I was free. I didn't, I was free guys. I was fucking free having my own place. No one telling me what to do. I can do this. I can do that. You know, I come home and relax and not worry about people talking shit. Not worry about my ex bashing on me. Wait, just, just, I was living my life, you know, but everything was coming together. But at the same time, we... I just, um, I was happy. And, um, I, little by little, I was gave my place, but, um, I just, I try to give it one more push with me and my ex, and, um, I gave it a go, but, She's been shady up to no good, so I just had to be, I just dumped her. I, uh, the more that I thought about and the more I had my own place, the more she wasn't going to change and just putting a fake front just to use me or whatever, all this crap. And, uh, I know what she was doing and, uh, it just got to the point, uh, I was just done with her. I was done. I was done with my ex, and um, my mind was different now where the love wasn't there no more. I didn't want to have sex with her no more. I just wanted to be mutual and just whatever, so I wasn't happy. I didn't want to be with someone that was just going to bash it on me and take me back and tell me I feel sorry for what I did, but you had to be, you had to be, you had to be. I have a proof. Had I had to prove a point. Prove a point to what? For you, for you to like just, just, just for you to kick me and my kids out in the streets, and now you want us back because you're not getting your way, and you felt like, oh my god, my family are talking shit to me and this whatever. Man, who gives a fuck? That you, you did that shit on you. Well, yeah, I don't want people feeling sorry for me. I really don't. But I can tell. 
from all the people. I'm going to say this. I'll say this very nicely. To all those motherfucking people out there who fucking hated on me. Who talked shit to me. Who bashed on me. Who tell me I wasn't going to fucking make it. You're never going to get your driver's license. You're never going to get your fucking place. You're a fucking deadbeat dad. You're not a father figure. You're this. You're that. And all that. Fuck you. You ain't shit. You don't fucking pay my bills. You don't do this. You don't do that. Whatever. Suck my dick. I don't give a fuck. That's all I have to fucking say. All those haters, you can suck my fucking dick. I don't give a fuck. You know, I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing, I'm just going to do me, you know? So, that's all I have to say. You know, and, um, I got my, my life got better. My life got really better. I saw things so differently now from, um, from all that time for years and all my times and struggles and everything and things got good, you know, and, um, I learned a lot, you know, I just, let's just say I, in 2017, you know, in the beginning of 2018, I was rejuvenated. I found myself. When people say like, oh, I have to, I have to find myself. (laughs) You can find yourself in your 20s, early 30s, 40s, 50s, but I found myself. So January 1st of 2018 is where I found myself. Everything was changing with my life. And I wasn't going to take no one's shit whatsoever. And, um. Yeah, I was, I was in a, I was happy. I was in a better place. Looking back and everything, what I've been through so much, man. Would I change certain things? Maybe, maybe not. Just depends. But um, it made me a better person. On relationship wise, learning about myself. Not be antisocial, you know, little by little, kind of like not dwelling on the past and just kind of little by little moving on. Don't worry what people say, just do you, you know, finding, finding my confidence back. Um, just being confident, you know, and, and, and doubting all those haters and those people who told me I would never amount to anything and stuff like that. So it was good. It was really, really good. So we're going to stop right there, guys. And um, pretty much in a way, um, probably next week or the week after, I'll, I'll probably just finish up everything for Mega Man's Life Part 5, which I think in a way that's going to be the ending of my my life story. So, um do I have any last words? Yeah, I do. So, I hope in a way people who whoever listens to this episode no one's perfect. 
And uh, we all go through situations and times and struggles. But as long as you guys have a plan and have a goal and you're surviving, you're going to fucking make it out there. Don't quit. There was a lot of time, guys, I wanted to quit or or wanted to commit suicide and this. That was an easy way out. But I just had to, I had to stop myself from doing that. I had to dig and dig and dig and dig and grind and grind and grind whatever I can to do whatever I, to, uh, to be in a better place, to give my kids a better place. You know, I don't want to see my kids struggle, but I struggled so much because I was starting over and it was hard guys it was hard like starting over but i did it and also um people who are in relationships men or women if they're happy with each other stay happy focus on communication spend time with each other you know if there's Good times, bad times, ugly times, be with each other still. If something's bothering her, sit down and talk about it. If something's bothering him, sit down and talk about it. Be happy, man. You know? Don't don't hurt each other if like you're you're miserable, you're not happy. Don't cheat on that person. Just say, hey, you know what? I'm not happy with you. Don't just be with someone and cheat at the same time. If you're not happy, just break up. You know, because you never know. You never know these days what women and men can do. They might retaliate. Just do, just, if it doesn't work out, if it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be, man. You know, but on and also one thing, also before I, I log off. People, if you're, if you and him are separated and you have kids, be very mutual. Don't be all hard. You know, don't be an ass, you know, because saying, oh, he's a deadbeat father or a deadbeat mother. Just be there for your kids, man. Okay? I had it rough. I'm still going through that situation with my ex. It's hard for me to see my daughter. There's times I don't want to see my daughter because of her and her new man. But I have to deal with it. I have to deal with it. Some people just can't be mutual. Some people so some people just dwell on the past, but fuck it. It is what it is. But, you know, I just I'm learning little by little. I'm just I'm moving on cuz I'm not going to worry about that shit. I'm going to focus on my life. I'm going to focus on my daughter. I want to focus on my kids and this. I got shit going on for me. I don't have time for fucking pussy shit or this or Oh, I'm I'm gonna get back at him because this is what he did to me years ago. Fuck all that shit, man. If you have kids together, man, just focus on that. You know, just stop with the hate. Sit down, work with each other. If she found a new man, okay, good. Whatever makes her happy. If he found a new girl, okay, cool, whatever. As long as it makes him happy, who gives a fuck? Just be mutual for the kids. Be happy, okay? It's all about the kids. No deadbeat moms. No deadbeat dads. Just be there for the fucking kids. No matter what. Getting tired of women putting men down. Like saying we're deadbeat dads. You know, I'm tired of that shit. I get that shit every fucking day. I get women that always fucking tell me, why does your kids live with you? You're a father. What What, what do you mean? What are you trying to say? Well, the, your, the kids are supposed to be with the mother. It's like, hello. Men, we're not second class citizens. 
Okay, there's good fathers out there. I'll be honest. I wasn't a good dad back then, but now that I'm older, I calmed down so much, and I've seen so much in, in on on the news, on social media, on society, and this, and people read books and hear podcasts. It made me a better person. It made me a better person. If that's for me to break that cycle of how, you know, my dad was to me, I don't want my kids to end up. I don't want to be like that with my kids and their kids and their kids and their kids. I don't know. The cycle ends. The cycle ends with me. The cycle ends with my dad. You know, and uh, I'm learning to be a better father. I'm not working that much because I want to stay home with my kids and give them my all. You know, now my kids are little by little growing up. You know, I got to teach them how to be men. And they, they... I changed them so much to the point like, you know, they have routines, they have they have chores, they have schedules, you know. The only thing I'm having a hard time is it's like, you know, trying to give them that love because I am a dad, but also I am like a mother. And because I have them full time and I'm learning, doing whatever I can to show them love as a mother. But at the same time, I'm a father and you need to be treated like men and and do this and do that and do chores and, you know, raise them right so they wouldn't be assholes when they find women and they marry to be like like that, like how my dad did to my mom or like I was in the beginning with my ex-wife or this. That cycle ends. So, like I said, man. Just be there for your girl, man. Just be there for your man, man. Just take it one day at a time, man. If you guys are listening to this, I hope you learned something from this, man. Every lives are different, man. And a lot of people say, Stephen, why do you, why do you put your um your business out on blast for what? I do. Maybe in a way it might help out a person or two. Maybe it might help out ten or fifteen people. Who knows? Maybe some person is going through the same situation I've been through and he doesn't know what to do or she doesn't know what to do. And it kind of helps them out. It's like, wow, I thought I wasn't the only one, you know, like, wow, he's going through the same shit as me. So I'm, you know, kind of be more of a relief or it wouldn't be a burden be like, okay, if he did this way, I'll learn it that way. And I'm open to all DMs, you know, you know, if you hear this episode, if you want to ask questions, what, what, what would you do in a situation? I'm all open to all that stuff. So it, it's all good. All right, then, guys. We're going to stop right there. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Rate and review. You can find me on iTunes Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Radio Public, Spotify, uh, Podbean, uh, CastBox, Overcast, Anchor, etc. Um, in the works of trying to get open a SoundCloud account. It's in the process. Um, I kind of still working on the the Facebook, the Snapchat, and the um, new Instagram pages for the, the Mega Man's podcast. I have some uh, very upcoming guesses. Can't wait. Can't say. But we're working some schedules out. But uh, I'm looking stoked for... Uh, um, for next week's guests and hopefully maybe tomorrow and uh more guests in the end of uh, January and the beginning of February and 
the middle of in the middle of uh, February also, and also I have a lot more guesses in March, April, May. <laughs> You're gonna be like, "Well, how did you get him?" <laughs> but other than that, guys, you guys have a good night and enjoy this episode. And like I said, man, you can DM me anytime you want, man. Any any questions, any anything about the podcast or me, man. I'll do whatever I can. Uh, to respond back to you guys, and please, please, guys, thank you, thank you for much, thank you for so much, for um, all the DMs you guys do for inspire me to push this podcast because there was a lot of time, guys, I didn't want to do this podcast no more. I wanted to stop because, but I feel when people say to me, "When is the next episode? When is the next episode?" It's like <laughs> I gotta do what I can, man. <laughs> You guys push me. You guys motivate me, man, to the point I'm happy now. I'm in a good place now. So more things to come on my podcast. All right? You guys have a good night. Late.